Welcome to the September 3rd, 2018 edition of the BitcoinNews.com daily radio show. We cover the biggest stories of Bitcoin, blockchain, and crypto every single day. You could count on us being here. This is your host, Space Marine, from the outer atmosphere of Neptune. Yes, this is Space Cadet. What is up, everybody? Bitcoin is at 7284 this time of the evening. Space Marine. Affirmative Space Cadet. Bitcoin went as high as $7,500 on Bitfinex on September 2nd. And it's mostly been bouncing in a range of about 7300 all the way down to 7200 It's a pretty narrow, stable range. Bitcoin's a lot more stable now than it's been recently. But overall, like, not that long term in the past few weeks. It's risen from $5,800 all the way to $7,300 right now. That's a $1,500 increase. Quite significant. You don't see that in any other major asset class, such gains. Of course, it's had huge losses this year. But then before that, huge gains. So basically, like, Bitcoin's quite volatile. Like, on the short term, like today, it might not be that volatile, like 1% or 2% trading range, but long term, it's like, yeah, it's moved up $1,500 in such a short amount of time. And then in December 2017, it hit a peak of 20000 declined to 6000 by like February and March. So Bitcoin's been extremely volatile, but long term, it's been going up because it's the best currency in the world, pretty much. The, it beats any fiat currency, since fiat currencies could be printed and abused by central governments to balance a budget. So Bitcoin doesn't have that problem. And also Bitcoin is decentralized, so it doesn't discriminate against anyone. Anyone could use it. So Bitcoin's spreading globally and many people, many experts, including me, think Bitcoin will be the number one currency, period. But we could talk about that for hours and hours. But now for our first story. Mastrodomes as an alternative cryptocurrency protocol. Space Marine, take us through this one. Thanks, Space Cadet. Yes, Masternodes. Masternodes are most popular because of Dash, which used to be Darkcoin, and that's the number one X11 coin. So it used to be Darkcoin when I was Bitcoin dealing and stuff. It was the number one X11 coin. It claimed to be like pseudo-anonymous or more anonymous. It claimed to be really anonymous because Bitcoin is pseudo-anonymous because it has a blockchain ledger that can be viewed by the public so you can see any transaction in any wallet. There's no names on it, but you can see the wallets and transactions. That's all saved publicly and viewable in a lot of places on the internet. Dash uh, was less so. Like you could still view all the transactions, but there was lots of coin mixing. And they use masternodes to mix the coins on Dash. Darkcoin, now it's Dash. So the masternodes have a thousand Dash coins in them, and they help mix transactions. So like if someone sends a Dash transaction, it mixes through like these thousand coins that have like all sorts of different addresses and stuff. So they mix the coins up and make it like practically untraceable. And then whoever's using the Dash doesn't have to worry about anyone tracing it because there's these masternodes. And now there's actually Monero and Zcash, which are considered privacy coins, even more anonymous than Dash. But Dash still prides itself on being the number one X11 coin, and pretty much like the first coin that had the idea to be super private, even though they're not the most private anymore. Monero's the number one privacy coin. Back to the point, these masternodes are actually a great way to make money if you're a crypto enthusiast, if you have extra money. So with a thousand Dash coins is what you need for, to lock in a masternode. You gotta lock these coins in. You can't move these coins. You can't use these 1,000 coins. And 1,000 coins is like $209,000 when I wrote this article. So you gotta put like over $200,000 into the masternode and not touch it. And like you're at the risk of the market going down. Of course the market could go up, but this year it's gone down a lot. But here's the thing. The, the benefit from the risk is that you get 7% interest per year on your $200,000. And that's amazing compared to any sort of bank savings account or CD. That's way, way, way more interest. You get 7% paid in Dash interest on a 1,000 Dash investment. So you get like 70 Dash per year. 
minted freshly because you're running the masternode, and the masternodes help to run net the network and make it more anonymous. So yeah, if it's actually more profitable than a crypto mining farm, probably. Yeah, you can say the same thing about crypto mining farms. Like they bet everything on Bitcoin and it went down a lot. So it doesn't make a difference whether you have the money invested at the masternode or a mining farm. And overall, the masternodes make more money than the mining because the masternodes don't cost electricity, really. That's not part of the cost. So it's all pure profits, and it's way more profits than mining. You just have to have $200,000 to do it with Dash, which is like the biggest one, maybe the most stable one. But there's other masternode coins. There's actually hundreds of them. There's a website that lists all of them. There's over 400 cryptocurrencies that use the masternode protocol. And there's other ones that are fairly big. Like there's Zencash. And you only have to invest $800 to run a masternode, and it gives you 39% interest per year. And then there's Zcoin, which is another fairly big one. Like, Dash is the only one. Like, Dash has a market cap of $1.7 billion. The rest of these masternode protocol coins have market caps less than $100 million. And one of them is Zcoin, it requires $13,000 in the masternode and generates 20% interest per year. So it seems like the less big the currency, like Dash is the biggest masternode coin, like they have less interest, but they're considered more stable. And if you're going to go with a little more risky investment, because you're investing in the coin, because you're investing to keep those coins there long term to run the masternode, so it's like investing in that coin. And you kind of are betting that it's not going to go down, even though it's kind of tiny. Anything less than $100 million cryptocurrency market cap is actually pretty small. So that's all the options. Like Dash is the only big option, and Dash will probably grow long term. So it's a great investment if you could get the money for a masternode and invest in it because Dash is going to go up long term probably and then you're going to make the interest from the masternode on top of that it could be a lot of money and just to put this in perspective the 70 Dash per year of interest is like $15,000 and that's what some people get working at minimum wage jobs full time so it could provide a real income of course you need 200000 to do it in the first place now for our next story 111,000 Bitcoin wallet becomes active after 4 years of dormancy affirmative space cadet a Reddit user apparently tracks big Bitcoin wallets, and there was one that was lying dormant since 2014. That's four years, and it has 111,114 Bitcoins in it, worth about 800 million US dollars right now. So now it's suddenly started to be active again, and it has it sent 11,114 Bitcoins to Bitfinex, 4,421 Bitcoins to Binance, two big crypto exchanges, and also sent 210 Bitcoins to Bitmax, which is the biggest crypto derivatives exchange. So that's a total of $115 million of Bitcoin sent to exchanges from this once dormant wallet. So some people were panicking, oh, you know, they're going to dump those $800 million of Bitcoins to make Bitcoin's price go down. That's not true. Bitcoin has trading volume of billions of dollars per day on the spot markets. So there's no way that someone dumping $800 million of Bitcoin could make a good down significantly. Even if they did it all at once, there would only be a slight effect. They're actually doing it slowly. They've only released $115 million out of the wallet. And who knows if they're even selling it all. They might just be taking an active role in trading. Maybe they made a partnership with someone who's going to trade for them. Regardless, if it was going to be sold, it looks like it's going to be slowly. And there'll be absolutely no way to tell any effect from this. So that's good news. So the speculation about that is false. There's also speculation revolving around who owns this wallet. Some people are saying it's Satoshi. Some people are saying it's the Silk Road. Like one of the old wallets from Silk Road. Some people are saying it's Mt. Gox, which was the big crypto exchange that collapsed around the time Silk Road collapsed. And the more likely scenario is just an anonymous whale investor, some guy that has a lot of Bitcoins from the past. And he's made 1,000% profits. When he deposited the Bitcoins, 111,140 Bitcoins, that was worth $71.5 million. Now it's worth about $800 million. 
maybe 10 million more than 800 million. So he's made like a thousand percent profits on this. And that brings up a good point. Like, there's studies that millions of bitcoins have been lost. Like, there's been two different experts I've read that say four million bitcoins have been lost forever. And their analysis is based on the fact these bitcoins have been sitting dormant for years. Just like this wallet, this wallet of $800 million of bitcoin probably was counted as lost bitcoins to these studies that have been cited by like everyone, everyone, not everyone, but people involved in crypto know this sort of info that there's 4 million bitcoins that are probably lost. This might change the whole paradigm because this can mean that people are sitting on their bitcoins long term. They have lots of money in general and they're just sitting on the bitcoins long term and they're waiting for the right time to sell. So... There's a possibility that none of these 4 million Bitcoins that are considered lost are really lost. It's more like a d dormant volcano. Because volcanoes can be dormant for many years. And then suddenly they start spewing ash and then eventually turns into an eruption. So I'm comparing this to that. Like Volcanoes are a lot like big Bitcoin wallets. Because big Bitcoin wallets can lie dormant for years based on what happened with this wallet we're talking about. And then suddenly they're transferring over $100 million into exchanges out of nowhere. So big old Bitcoin wallets, big old Bitcoin wallets are like... A dormant volcano waiting to erupt. Now for our next story. Soluna developing 900 megawatts crypto mining farm in Sahara Desert. So interesting. Space Marine. Affirmative Space Cadet. Soluna is going to build a crypto mining farm on a 37,000 acre site in Morocco. And that area is classified as a class 1 wind site. Because its average wind speeds are in excess of 22 miles per hour. That's like a stiff breeze on average all the time. It probably gets way windier at times. And I'm an atmospheric scientist, so I know a lot about the atmospheric circulation patterns. In this particular area, it's under the mid-latitude westerly because it's far enough north. So you got the mid-latitude westerly systems pushing across the Atlantic Ocean with a westerly wind almost all the time on average. And this strong wind blows right off the Atlantic over the open desert and hits the wind farm. So the wind farm has like desert and ocean and then huge strong winds from the planetary temperature gradient which generates the westerlies. So there's these tremendously strong global force winds, like global scale circulation current going right through Morocco and they're building the wind farm right under it. And they say they're going to generate 900 megawatts of power. It's not going to happen all at once. They're saying they're going to have 36 megawatts by 2020 and then 900 megawatts by 2023. And I did the calculations on this. Like, let's say you have an S90 antiminer that produces 13.5 terash per second at 1,600 watts. That's 562,500 S9 antiminers, which is 7.6 exahash per second. That's more than 10% of the Bitcoin mining hash rate, which means that they get 10% of the Bitcoin block mining reward. If they were able to install this today and start running it, they would get more than one Bitcoin every 10 minutes. It would be such a tremendous amount of money being generated by a 900 megawatt farm right now. Of course, it's going to take them five years to build it. And Bitcoin's hash rate's increasing exponentially. So by the time they build it, it's going to be a lot smaller of a fraction of Bitcoin's network. Maybe like less than 1%. Seriously, that's how fast Bitcoin is growing. And also the technology is growing. Like an S9 Antminer has 16 nanometer chips. And they're building 7 nanometer rigs already with 7 nanometer chips. Which means that the transistors are smaller. There's more efficiency per hash rate. A lot more. So in the future, this farm's going to be able to have more hash rate than I said, more than 7.6x hash. It'll be way more than that because of the technology. But at the same time, the whole Bitcoin network's going to have way more hash rate because everyone's going to be using the newest technology possible. That's how it always is. So there's no way to know how much hash rate this place is going to have, but it's another example of the mining super sites I've mentioned a few times on the show now. Basically, there's crypto mining super sites being built around the world by Bitmain and Canon and other huge firms like Saluna now too. And they're going to 
have so much Bitcoin mining and crypto mining in one spot that it's going to put all the personal miners out of business. So this is just another development. And because right now all the companies are doing it at once. Like apparently it's a very profitable business model. So everyone with money is jumping on the opportunity to make a mining super site. And this one's going to be renewable energy from wind power. So that proves that Bitcoin could be mined on a huge scale without damaging the environment. So that's also good news. Now for our next story. Crypto expert Charlie Sheen says hold your Bitcoin for at least five years. Great idea. Farmer to space cadet. Charlie Shrem is from BitInstant. And just to jump into what he said, he was at the Yahoo, fin- Yahoo Finance Conference called The Money Show. And he said, pick something in the top 10 or 20 and look at those, learn about them and take a stake in them. Any crypto you're going to buy, hold for five years. Say I'm going to lock this and this money's locked for five years. There's a high probability it'll come out ahead in five years because usually these bull and bear markets go into your cycles. He's 100% right. This is great advice. People that analyze their Bitcoin, like they'll invest a lot in it and then they're watching it nonstop. Like, oh, I made 5%. Oh man, I lost 10%. It could get bad. Bitcoin can go down a lot. Like this year it's gone down like 70% in 2018. And a lot of people have sold because they're watching too closely. Like if you're watching the Bitcoin price, you have a lot invested in it. You'll get stress. You'll get nausea. You'll get headaches. You'll be really upset and you'll sell it. You'll be a weekend. You'll sell it because you're going to be panicking about it. If you just decide that you have extra money and you want to invest in Bitcoin, take Charlie Sherman's advice. He says, lock it up for five years. Don't even look at it because this is true. Every two to three years, Bitcoin's price has another huge rally to record levels. And usually it's an order of magnitude rally. For example, the rallies have gone from like about $100 at the peak to $1,000 to like now it was $20,000. So we're talking the rallies could go an order of magnitude upwards or more. And if you sell it, like, so if you're watching the market closely and you don't have any plan to lock it up, like you, you think it's a fluid investment, you'll sell at a loss. If you just lock it up for five years, you're pretty much guaranteed to sell at a big profit. So with Bitcoin, just buy it and don't forget about it, but just don't sell it. Just have it in your head that it's going to go up and like any decline it has is temporary. So a little about Charlie Shrem. He was one of the founders of the Bitcoin Foundation in 2012. He started investing in 2011. He created a crypto exchange called BitInstant. And in 2013, BitInstant handled 30% of all the crypto volume. That was around the first rally to $1,000 around that time. And Roger Ver, a.k.a. Bitcoin Jesus, invested in Charlie Shrem and also the Vigovas twins, which are, have some of the... They probably have more Bitcoins than anyone in the world, the Minkovos twins, maybe besides Satoshi. They might even have as much as Satoshi. They bought a lot of Bitcoins early. So he had big investors. Binance became an exchange that handled 30% of all the Bitcoin volume, but then the government destroyed it, and they destroyed Charlie Shrem. He sold a million dollars of Bitcoin to someone, and apparently that person used the Bitcoins to buy drugs on Silk Road. So the government acted like Charlie Shrem did it, even though he didn't. But they blamed him for it. They said it's the two years in prison. He spent about a year in prison, a little more than that. Because he was on house arrest for a while, but then he started speaking at Bitcoin conferences and they put him in prison for over a year for speaking at a Bitcoin conference. And they took $950,000 of his money. They basically like took all the money that he sent to the person that used it on Silk Road, supposedly. Which doesn't make sense. Of course, a Bitcoin other makes maybe like... With such a big deal, he probably made like 5% profit on a million dollars. Which is a good amount of money. But it's not like the whole chunk of it. Like the court acts like, oh, this full million dollars is what you got to forfeit to the court. Even though that wasn't, that's not his money. Like that wasn't the money from the deal, I mean. It is his money, but it wasn't the money from the deal. It's basically like a million dollars might have been almost all of his money. Like whatever they could take, unfortunately. But he got out of prison and he started a website. And 
he's basically like giving investment advice and he's building a platform for that. So Charlie Sherman's doing good despite being really traumatized by prison and the government. He's still going. Now for our final story. The mayor of Naples, Italy, plans for autonomous government native cryptocurrency. Affirmative space cadet. The mayor of Naples, Italy, Luigi De Magistris. I don't think I pronounced that fully right. But that's his name, Luigi De Magistris. He's the mayor, and he says Naples is going to become independent with a three-pronged plan. He posted this plan on Facebook, but it's a real plan. He really is the mayor of Naples. He says Naples is going to announce a manifesto from their legislator that they're going to become an autonomous government. Basically, they're like succeeding from Italy to an extent. The second part of their plan is they're going to cancel all the debts that they have from the Italian government, especially earthquake recovery and waste management. So they're going to cancel almost all the debts and euros that they have to Italy and maybe other parts of Europe. And then they're going to launch a cryptocurrency, probably. He says they're definitely launching a currency. But he already made a group in June 2018. So in his Facebook announcement about this three-pronged plan for basically secession, but he calls it an autonomous government. He mentions that they're making their own currency, but in June 2018, he made a special focus group to develop and implement a municipal cryptocurrency for Naples. He thinks a cryptocurrency could help create a new economy for Naples and is considering launching the city's cryptocurrency with an initial coin offering. So it might be one of the first government initial coin offerings in the world when it happens. And he says regarding the debts, we don't have to pay them with their own putrid currency. He really hates the euro and he should because the euro has 2 to 3% inflation per year, maybe more. That's like the official data, 2 to 3% per year. So that's constantly sucking money out of the city of Naples. And he also, in general, besides the inflation, he says the government of Italy sucking the resources out of Naples and southern Italy. And he says there's discrimination. So he really wants an independent Naples, basically. And the cryptocurrency is a great way to have the financial system if they don't want to use the euro. Because they will no longer have inflation for money printing. If they design this cryptocurrency right. If they design it to be a real cryptocurrency, it won't have inflation for money printing. It will hold its value long term. That will end the outflow of money from Naples due to inflation, which is from money printing by the European Central Bank. So in a sense, the European Central Bank of the European Union is robbing Naples and every other city in Europe that uses the euro. So they want to put an end to that. And cryptocurrency would put an end to that. And if they make the cryptocurrency properly, it couldn't be attacked. Because it's so cryptographically secure. Like if you use like Bitcoin's code, it, the cryptocurrency is so cryptographically secure that not even the most powerful supercomputer can hack it. So if Italy really wants to stop Naples cryptocurrency, they can't. And that's because cryptocurrencies are decentralized and secure. So everyone in the world will be able to access Naples cryptocurrency, especially everyone in Naples will be able to use it. And the government of Italy can't stop it. It will be very interesting to see how this evolves in Naples. It'll probably lead to a bunch of stories through our crypto media as Naples is launching their cryptocurrency. And if it's successful, maybe other cities will make their own cryptocurrencies or perhaps just adopt Bitcoin. I think it would be far simpler for Naples to adopt Bitcoin. But, of course, they're probably looking at the ICO and they want to make a bunch of money on the ICO because they would make a ton of money for the city with an ICO. And maybe they could just sell their coins for Bitcoin after that. Maybe they could just do the ICO with Bitcoin and get a bunch of Bitcoin. Because I think Bitcoin's a better choice than making your own cryptocurrency because Bitcoin is so much more infrastructure in place that makes it a really good currency and really good for the financial system. So we'll see if this works. Maybe municipal ICOs are a great way to raise money and then maybe Naples will end up just using Bitcoin anyways. I think that's actually quite a likely outcome. But this is all we have for you today on the September 3rd, 2018 edition of the BitcoinNews.com daily radio show. Go to BitcoinNews.com for the full spectrum of crypto, blockchain, and Bitcoin news. We have 
10 stories per day usually coming out, fresh stories from our expert journalists. This is Space Marine signing out. I'm going to go parachute into the atmosphere of Neptune. I hope I come back for tomorrow's show. That's right. From the furthest planet from the sun, this is Space Cadet signing out. Adios, Adios amigos. amigos.